0: wanted to thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Insurance Right. My name is Scott Jenkins. I'm your host. I'm a local farmers agency owner here in Phoenix, Arizona. And today I just wanted to run through homeowners coverage and basically what to look for in that type of when you're looking at homeowners insurance and what's important to you. So there's going to be a couple different varieties. The first there's going to be, you know, depending on what you own, whether that's going to be a condo, a townhouse single family dwelling, or if you're a landlord, maybe a multi-family dwelling, duplex, triplex, fourplex, and so on. Um, There's going to be some main coverage areas I definitely want you to take a look at. Um, Because when it comes to the home, remember, this is our most valuable possession dollar-wise typically. So this is one area we don't want to skimp on and maybe miss something out because we were trying to shop for the better price. And this one is really confusing to a lot of people. So it's good to spend a little bit of time on this. The first one when you're going to look at the policy is going to be what they call coverage A. That's going to be your dwelling amount. So, for example, let's say, you know, you have a 3,000 square foot house, it's in good shape, good area down here, you know, somewhere around 150 a foot. It's probably going to be pretty close. So, that's going to be around the $450,000 range on the dwelling. So, the next one you're going to re, uh category you're going to look at is going to be category B, which is going to be separate structures. Uh, or coverage B, whichever they want to call it. So separate structures would be anything not attached to the house. So if we have a detached garage, shed, gazeba, um, stuff like that, that's going to give us coverage for that outside. Um, even tennis court has come up, um, a few other things on that. So that's going to be what your separate structures is. So typically you're going to see roughly anywhere between five and 10% um, on sep- of whatever the dwelling amount is. Now, if you have a lot of separate structures you need to make sure you you know so let's say you have a four hundred fifty thousand dollar dwelling but we've got a mother-in-law suite so to speak that's that's not connected to the home like a separate apartment area we definitely need to make sure uh that we can uh you know and let's say a family members live in there like a mother-in-law or something to that effect we need to make sure we have enough coverage to cover that as well uh the schedule c or coverage c is going to be the next one and that is personal property Typically for this one, almost everybody doesn't have enough of this and it's not really that expensive. So I recommend taking a look at this and making and there's a couple of different ways this is covered on the policy. Uh, it's either replacement costs where basically they're gonna go through and price out whatever it costs to replace everything with new things or they're gonna what basically an actual cash value, which would be, for example, we bought a pair of jeans two years ago for80 dollars. Now that pair of jeans is worth $60 is how they would evaluate it. So definitely something to keep in mind on which coverage that you have, if it's actual cash value or replacement cost. typically like our, we're going to have replacement costs on almost every policy, unless somebody's requesting something less Um, coverage D is going to be a big one as well. That's going to be loss of use. So this account is important. If the house was ever uninhabitable, how much money do we have set aside for you to live somewhere else? and not have to pay for it, right? Because we're still gonna be paying on our house. So if we have a mortgage, the mortgage company, for example, is not gonna give you three months off because you couldn't live in the house for three months because of a small grease fire or something. That's where the insurance policy would kick in on that one. So you continue to make your mortgage payments. The loss of use account basically is for housing. We're gonna need some immediate housing if it's something that like a fire or something to that effect. Um, We're gonna need immediate housing right away. Um, so that could be a hotel for a little bit of time. Um, and then basically we're going to need some more permanent than that housing. So like a townhouse condo, something to that effect where we can, uh, amend you and your family, where they can live comfortably, um, where you're not giving up a lot of amenities. Um, you know, there might not be enough money in there to stay at the Waldorf Astoria for, you know, 12 months, but more times than not, typically you got to figure, okay, so 5,000 bucks. A month, roughly for you know 12 months, is about sixty thousand bucks. So once we get to that point, you should be okay. Typically, that's derived off a percentage of the dwelling again. So a lot of times, you're going to see, like if we go back to that four hundred fifty thousand dollar dwelling scenario, you're going to see twenty percent, which is ninety thousand dollars. That basically is going to be in that type of uh, account. The next one is to me is one of the biggest ones. I'm always big on the our getting sued account basically, and that's going to be coverage. E uh, that's going to be personal liability. So typically, the minimum typically for a home is going to be a hundred thousand. You're going to see that on probably quite a few condos, um, especially. Typically, I recommend this is not an expensive category. Let's look at you know how much coverage we actually need. In previous episodes, we've went through that on the calculation. So let's say we need $500,000 of coverage, you can get that. With farmers currently in Arizona, you can get up to $2 million uh, before you would need an umbrella. Um, so we can add a lot of home coverage there, and it's relatively inexpensive um, compared to the rest of the price of the policy. And then you're gonna get into medical payments to others, would be one of your other coverages. Um, so that's gonna cover, you know, basically somebody, you know, let's say we cut or, somebody came over and was cooking and they cut their finger and needed some stitches. Some stuff like that. Typically, you're going to have either a one somewhere between a thousand and five thousand dollars worth of coverage on that. One of those areas that's pretty inexpensive. So maybe bumping it for your standard's going to be one thousand, and maybe bumping it up to that five thousand dollars really isn't going to cost you but a few bucks a month or a few bucks a year. So that's going to be your like your main coverages throughout. There are going to be a lot of smaller type things. I kind of wanted to run through some of those. Uh, they seem to be pretty commonly asked. Uh, the first one's going to be like sewer and drain. So, you know, what kind of sewer and drain if something like toilet exploded or something backed up a lot of the newer homes are going to have the backup overflow guard. So necessarily they're not going to be able to hopefully not be able to do that as the way they're designed. So something that might be necessary for a a newer home, but an older home, probably one of those bigger things we need to take a look at Um, typically coverages on that can vary. I mean, price is going to vary on that coverage can also vary. Sometimes you can get up to, you know, there's 5,000 basically for us up to about $50,000. One that kind of go hand in hand in that is mold coverage. If you're pretty on top of your house, like for example, if you notice like water leaks or anything of that nature, maybe mold coverage necessarily isn't the best thing for you as it might not pay off in the long run because you're on top of it. But for example, let's say this is a secondary house or where it's a seasonal home or anything like that, mold coverage might be huge because you're not there to watch if the water's running out or if something you know like that happened. Um, so that'd probably be a big one there as well, um, just to make sure that you know you do have that type of coverage. Some of the other ones that you know are kind of like are big is going to be the service line endorsement uh, for us is is a is a really nice one to have and it's not overly expensive. So basically, if water lines, power lines, whatever line coming into the house. If there's an issue with that service line there, that's gonna be taken care of. And typically the deductible on that one's gonna be less than let's say your normal deductible. Um, a lot of people have jewelry pieces. So if you wanna make sure you get full value for those, if they were ever uh, stolen or lost or whatever it may be, or, or let's say there was a fire and destroyed, um, you, know, you need to make sure that we have separate coverages for those. Um, same thing with fine arts, like expensive coats. So if you have some higher dollar items, uh, guns, for example, things of that nature. You know, please make sure you let your agent know or uh, or us know. Or we'd be more than happy to kind of, even if you don't go with us, explain on how to get that little bit uh, additional coverage to make sure you cover those higher dollar items. I'll be really honest. Most people probably don't, uh, you know, they either think of it after the fact or they're not really thinking of it as of much because a lot of times we get focused on how much is it? What's the price? Well, The price can vary so much, but let's make sure we have it exactly tailored for you. And going over the home stuff, you know, once a year is probably a really good thing just to make sure. Because we always buy stuff for the house. There might be new flooring, new kitchen, um, more, you know, more property, so on and so forth on that one. So it's a good one to look over as well. So one big thing I do want to point out is that on the dwelling amount that we kind of talked about earlier, we had a 3,000 square foot house. We have a, let's say it's $150 a foot, which would put it at $450,000. Now, we, as an insurance company and as an agent, we're not exactly sure exactly what the price of materials, we got a great, pretty good idea, but the price of materials and the price of labor can vary quite a bit. Example, uh, times going on now here with COVID, um, price of materials has went up on a lot of different things. Um, so having a buffer in there, what they call extended replacement cost, or Farmers even has a product that's pretty rare on the market with guaranteed replacement costs is available on some things, going with those type of things just to make sure we have enough coverage. And this is the reason why. So I'll give you an example. Let's say the whole house was a total loss. Let's say there was a fire and you had $450,000 worth of coverage. And we're going to put the house back to the spec basically that you had in the house before. So for example, if you did not have extended replacement costs, let's say you had a deductible of $1,500. Once you're gonna pay for the first $1,500, and then the insurance company's gonna pay $450,000 after that. Now, let's say the bill came in at $522,000. The insurance company's still only gonna pay because that policy states there's no extended replacement costs. The insurance policy states that it's only going to pay four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So that's four fifty. You're at four fifty one five. Now all of a sudden we know and we owe another sixty some thousand or seventy thousand dollars. Do you want to write a check to get your home replaced, or would you rather the insurance policy cover that for you? I've seen a lot of policies come in, especially over the last year, because everybody was so focused on price that they do not have an extended replacement cost. And I guarantee you no company can, get, can narrow it down to that exact dollar amount. That's why that buffer is important. Typically, you're going to see somewhere between 10% additional, 25% additional. I always recommend to people to at least get to, to get to 25. It's not that much more to get that. And then you have peace of mind knowing if that house burns down, guess what? I know they're going to rebuild it and I'm not going to have to come out of pocket except for my deductible. Who wants to come out of pocket? The whole point of paying for insurance is for the insurance company to pay for it as something, if a disaster happens, why would I want to pay them and have to come out of pocket if that's the case? So definitely want you to take a look at that in your own policy, just to make sure, Uh, and make sure you know who has your homeowner's insurance. A lot of people, when we ask them about, you know, who are you currently with? They don't know. I it's understand you don't look at it every day, but you should be able to have access to it without having to call the mortgage company. If you're not getting a copy of your policy, you know, we need to make sure you contact your mortgage company, see who the carrier is, and make sure that we're getting a copy of that, you know, every year. So you should see it like it. Maybe there's an issue with the mail or they have the wrong email address or whatever it may be. The insurance companies want to send you that information. So let's just make sure that we have access to it so you can get it. Um, That's going to be one of the bigger ones I just kind of wanted to point out is that extended replacement cost. Uh, it's, uh, I've seen it happen, uh, where people are all of a sudden, you know, don't have enough coverage for that. The other big one I would recommend to everybody, I know taking pictures of every piece of personal property you have can be painstaking. It takes way too long, but everybody has access to a smartphone these days and you have access to video. So you can go through a video of the house, just kind of give you a reminder. Cause if you ever did lose everything, you're going to have to itemize it out. Um, And you can go through on a video will trigger your memory a lot of times on all the things you had, especially in the closet. I guarantee you that's where a lot of the money is and people do not pay attention to. So just something that I would recommend everybody do is when, you know, especially with COVID times, maybe we're staying home a little bit more often. Maybe we have 15 minutes where we could go around and video everything that we have in the house. Um, That way we can have a reminder to ourselves so you take the video now if you want to make sure it gets stored to a cloud if you have a gmail account or you can set up google photo or google photos which will save that which let's say your phone was burned up in the fire you would still have access to it on the cloud by just accessing a computer outward with your username and password um so it's something pretty easily you can do um it doesn't cost any money just takes you know 15 minutes probably of your time to kind of go through everything now if you have a lot of stuff maybe it'll take a half hour Um, but you just want to make sure that you have all that coverage especially if like for example on a condo um, where the majority of your majority of your policy premium is coming from the personal property we want to kind of make sure that we have enough coverage for that stuff because most condo policies are going to cover uh walls out where you're basically just walls in so your major coverages are going to be the personal property and then like flooring cabinets maybe some things like that you know know, appliances and so on and so forth so i wanted to thank you for joining me on this little bit longer episode of doing insurance right i do appreciate it as always if you could rate review or subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on whether it be apple google spotify stitcher or any of those other amazing platforms out there i'd greatly appreciate it and i look forward to talking with you on the next episode